Hi everyone, I'm your host, Francis Brown, and welcome back to Candid, a podcast by Swatch and AMDA. Hi everyone, welcome back to week three of the podcast. I'm so excited to record this episode today and kind of let you guys know what's been going on in my life. And as you can tell by the title of the episode, I am in New York City, and I'm sure you're sick of hearing about it, but it really is such a dream come true. And I moved here about a week ago, a little over a week ago, and it's just been the most surreal, crazy experience. And I can't wait to tell you guys all about it. This is kind of going to be a recap of my life, what it's like working in the fashion industry in New York, and not that I'm an expert because I've only been doing it a week but I thought it would be interesting to kind of give you guys a little sneak peek into my life and what I've been doing and what's happened these last couple of weeks. So sit back, relax, and get excited. But first, I do have a fashion icon of the week and a quote of the week. So we're going to get into that. So our fashion icon is actually Grace Coddington. And if you don't know who she is, she was the creative director of Vogue for over 25 years, and she really is such a huge figure in the fashion industry. And anybody who works in the fashion industry knows who she is because she was so iconic. She was known for her her big red hair and her amazing opinion and styling talent. So I listened to a podcast that she was on, actually. She was on Alec Baldwin's podcast, and he kind of said that if the fashion world were a kingdom, Grace Coddington would be its queen. And it's so true. She was born in 1941 on a small island in Wales, and she didn't really have any connection to the fashion industry. She was so removed from it that when she would get the Vogue magazine delivered, it would come three months after the issue was published. So she would sit and wait patiently for it, and she would go through the pages and just fall in love with what she saw. And it was kind of her escape from life. She was educated in a convent. Her parents were hoteliers, so they worked at a, they owned a hotel and ran a hotel. And she didn't get to go on any exotic vacations growing up. So she talks about how Vogue was kind of her way out. It was her way into the world of fashion. And she kind of fell in love with fashion in her teens. And she ended up moving to London when she was 18 and started in the fashion industry actually as a model. And she was an incredible model. She took the the fashion world by storm and she even landed the cover of British Vogue in 1962, which is huge. And she eventually worked for the same magazine six years later. And this is kind of where we see her enter the publishing world as a editor. And after that, she went to work under Anna Winter, and she's kind of described as the yin to Anna Winter's yang. She is her right-hand man, and they work together so beautifully and produce some of fashion's most iconic imagery. So she really is such a huge inspiration to me. I love her story. I love how she talks about fashion. And she kind of describes fashion as something that's supposed to be fun and you're supposed to have fun with it and enjoy it. And I love that. And that's such a good reminder because it's so true. Fashion is meant to be enjoyed and she has the most fun with it. And if you can look up any of her shoots, which I mean, you'd have so much to go through, but she really is 
one of the greatest talents that the fashion world's ever seen. And I encourage everybody to listen to that podcast by Alec Baldwin that she goes on. And I also encourage everyone to watch the September issue, which was kind of like her big break, not in fashion, obviously, but to the public world so that people that weren't in fashion kind of knew more about her. It kind of shows her going through the process or the Vogue magazine going through the process of publishing its September issue, which is the most important issue of Vogue, if you didn't know. It's kind of representative of the closing of the summer and the beginning of a new working year. So what are we going to wear? What designers are in? What designers are out? That's kind of what this magazine is. And if you know, the September issue is always the biggest, thickest issue. And for a model to land the cover of the September issue of Vogue is probably the most illustrious and the biggest thing that could ever happen in her career. So that documentary is amazing. I encourage everyone to watch it or to read her memoir. It's called Grace, a memoir. So I loved learning about her and I kind of want to get into our quote of the week, which is not by Grace Coddington, but it's kind of more on the theme of this episode, which is New York. And it's London is satisfied. Paris is resigned, but New York is always hopeful. Always, it believes that something good is about to come off, and it must hurry to meet it. Dorothy Parker. Love this. This is kind of exactly what I love about New York City. It's unlike anywhere you've ever been in your entire life. It's the center of the world. Everything is happening here. Everyone is happening here. Every, every time you walk down the street, people are going somewhere, and whether they're going to lunch or they're going to a business meeting or they're simply just on a walk, you know that they have something to do and you know that they have a dream, you know that they have a plan. And I love the optimism here. There's no dream that's too big. There's no idea that's too big. And when you tell, if you told someone, hey, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be here, I'm going to achieve this, nobody will doubt you because that no dream is too big in New York City. And I love that. I love the ambition here. And I love how inspiring it is. I love the inspiration I receive everywhere I go when I'm walking down the street and I see someone in this amazing ensemble and I'm like, oh, they look so good. And just the energy. Everybody always talks about New Yorkers are mean, but they're really not. They're some of the nicest people that I've ever met. And every time I walk down the street, somebody will be like, cool pants or love the colors in my outfit. And I've never gotten more compliments on my clothing than I have in New York. And I feel like that's where it matters the most is, you know, this is one of the biggest fashion capitals of the world. And I'm actually working in the garment district. So I'm kind of getting inspiration everywhere I go. When I walk to lunch and I see this amazing fabric store with feathers and sequins, I'm just like, oh, I cannot believe that I'm lucky enough to work here and live here. So that's what this episode is kind of going to be about is New York City and its magic and its ups and its downs and everything in between and how exciting it is to be here, you guys. It really is such a surreal experience to be in New York. And I started my internship at Macy's this week. So today is Thursday and I started my internship on Monday. So I almost have a full week under my belt and it's been everything that I've ever dreamed of. I remember walking to headquarters in the first day and just being like, oh my gosh, like I'm actually here. I'm kind of pinching myself. I'm like, how is this real life? Like, how am I actually in New York City 
working in, you know, one of the biggest companies in fashion right now. And I'm just the luckiest person in the world. And I met the most incredible people. There are so many great interns that are also, you know, at Macy's that I've gotten to meet and talk to and learn so much from. And I'm just loving every minute of it. I'm trying to soak up all the information that I can and learn the most that I can because it really is such a blessing to be here and to learn from some of the most talented, the most educated people in the fashion industry. So I'm absolutely loving it. And, you know, New York has its many ups and downs. New York's not perfect by any means, and it's not for everyone. You know, everybody kind of talks about the danger in the city and the confusion that comes with moving to New York. Everything's so spread out, like getting from point A to point B safely is a huge topic of contention. And, you know, I've actually been taking the subway, which has been crazy, but I I love it, you guys. It used to be so scary to me, but my sister, Cecile, actually helped move me in last week. And, you know, she helped me learn the subway. And the first time that we got on, we got on the subway and didn't know that there was a difference between uptown and downtown, which is so funny now that I look back at it because like, how can you make that mistake? But we got on the downtown train thinking we were going uptown and kind of quickly noticed that the stops on the signs were not lining up with the stops on our Google Maps. And we were like, oh no, what have we done? And kind of sat in the subway car and then it just completely stopped and the voice in the intercom was like, last stop. So we just sat in the subway thinking that, you know, it was going to start back up again. Like we're going back uptown, but we didn't. And then some, someone, I can't, I don't know if this was like the conductor or just someone at the subway came and knocked on the window and basically telling us to get out. And I'm like, this is so funny. He probably thinks like we're trying to sleep here or something. And then luckily there were people there that kind of helped us because we were, I guess they obviously noticed that we were very confused and not from here. So they helped us out, which thank you to them. But I've kind of gotten the swing of things. And now it's like, if I notice that I'm on the wrong stop, which I haven't been on the wrong stop in a couple of days, thank God. But if I notice I'm on the wrong, wrong stop, I know now just get off and then get back on to where you're supposed to go. And I have had a few weird instances incidents not instances but I've had a few weird incidents in the subway I'm not gonna lie to you I'm not gonna say it's perfect I was kind of apprehensive to taking it because everyone talks about how dangerous it is and how scary it is to get on the subway but it's kind of I have to take it because where I am is if I walk to work it would be like an hour and a half and that's just absolutely impossible and I could do that but I feel like I would get burnt out from that very quickly. So I do take the subway and it's kind of like, girl, it's either I'm going to take a subway or I'm going to pay $40 for an Uber both ways. And that's just absolutely ridiculous. I would much rather spend those $80 on clothes. So I'm taking the subway and there hasn't been anything dangerous that's happened, knock on wood, but there have been some some weird things happen. I remember one day I was coming home from work. This might've even been my first day of work. I was coming home from work and I got on the subway and I was reading. I like to read on the subway because that's just 
the best use of your time. The phone connection is terrible. So it's not like I can't even really scroll on my phone and I want to be productive in some way or entertained because it is like a 20 minute ride. So I'm reading and this man is like, he was on the subway car that I was in and he was throughout the ride, like kind of just talking, like not really talking to anyone, just kind of talking out loud and like rambling. And he comes and sits down next to me and kind of looks at me and he's like, just staring at me and kind of talking at me for five minutes. I kid you not, like actually talking to me for five minutes. And I was like, um, what do I do here? Like, this is kind of awkward, but I just didn't talk to him. And that's like my biggest piece of advice is to just not respond sometimes. Like it's almost worth it not to respond because if you do respond, it's kind of when you get into those like dangerous situations. So that's kind of my biggest word of advice. If someone in New York who kind of looks a little scary or doesn't seem to be in their right mind is talking to you, just keep it quiet. Like, do not speak. But I did ignore him, and he he eventually did go away. And you guys, I promise I wasn't, like, trying to be rude. Obviously, I'm from the South, so I love talking to strangers. But this was just not a situation that I thought, like, if I talked back to him, it would have ended up well. And it's happened to me multiple times where people just, like, either, like, sit down next to me and stare at me and, like, try and speak to me. And it's not, like, you know, being friendly, making conversation. It's in, like, a threatening way. But you know what? I'm just, like girl, I don't have time for this. Like, I just got home from work. I'm going to relax. Like, you can be crazy, but don't involve me. And I think that's the New York philosophy. I think that's why everybody says that New Yorkers are mean because they literally just mind their business and they don't have time for, like, the crazy stuff. And also on my first day, that first day was really just, like, everything crazy happened. I was walking down the stairs to get – I was in Penn Station, which is the station closest to my work. And I was walking down the stairs, and this man was just – this. I I guess he was homeless. This man was just sitting there and he had like black ash like all over his body and he was doing like some sort of drug. And I was like, and this was just on the biggest like stairs that like everyone's taking to and fro to get to and from. Like this is one of the busiest train stations in New York City. And I just remember being like, oh my gosh, like obviously you feel this sort of deep compassion and sadness for this person and you're like you know how did they end up in the situation and I feel so bad and I wish I could help them but like if I said anything if I stopped and I tried to help like I don't know if it would be safe for me and that's something that's been weird is because I'm used to being with people and feeling very safe but in New York I'm kind of on my own and I kind of have to fend for myself so you know, I'm not always going to feel the safest at times. So I kind of have to think of my safety first, which is weird because that's not usually the forefront of my mind, but that's kind of been like my number one priority getting to and from places is, you know, how can I get here safely? How can I make myself the most comfortable? I always have to be aware. I always keep one AirPod in. I never have two in because you just always need to watch what's happening, especially with the recent subway attacks. And there's so many shootings in New York City and worldwide, truly. But I'm trying to stay optimistic, trying to stay positive. I know that I do actually love the subway. So the only downside of it is the fact that there have been so many random crazy things that happen. But I do genuinely enjoy it. I wish every city had a form of public transportation like the subway. I think it's so time efficient. It's brilliant. It's so relaxing. I kind of love 
driving at home, but the fact that I can just sit and read is almost even better because I still get that like alone time, but I actually get to do something. And so I do love the subway, but just fingers crossed that nothing else crazy happens, but we'll, we'll see. And also another great thing about New York besides the subway is the food, you guys. The food and the shopping have got to be one of the biggest perks of living in a city as big as this. You know, I'm used to being in a city where there is literally like there may be like three stores that I would actually purchase something from. But here, I mean, department store galore. They're the cutest boutiques in the world. Even the bookstores are so amazing and Every time I leave the house, I'm kind of shocked that there's so much to do and so much to see, so much to buy. Um, I went to Bloomingdale's Outlet, the Bloomingdale's Outlet, with Cecile when she was here and found the most amazing things for work at the most insane prices, like the best prices I've ever seen. And obviously Macy's, Herald Square, not to plug it or anything, but that's probably definitely my favorite, can't lie. That store, walking in it, I went because I had to be in New York on Monday for an HR meeting. Not Monday. Wednesday of last week. Not Wednesday. I flew in on Wednesday. I know I sound crazy. Like, that's just my working full-time brain. But I had to be in New York on Thursday, by Thursday, because I had a meeting at 9 at the HR office. So, we flew in on Wednesday and... Kind of, so I had a little bit of a break before I started work on Monday. And it was so nice because me and Cecile got to explore the city, got to see so many different restaurants and stores and kind of just walk around. It's fun when you have like a little buddy because you can see things together and you know, like, I mean, if we're going to get kidnapped, they're going to have to be ready to take two of us on. So you feel a little bit, a little bit more comfort, but Cecile was amazing. I was like, oh, I wish she could stay. We had so much fun together. She really is like my right hand man. She is the, you know, winter to my Grace Connington, if you catch that reference. But one day we were in the Upper West Side, so we'd kind of gone shopping that day. I had something to do. I can't remember what I had to do in the West Side, but we went to this restaurant. It's one of our favorites. If I can think of the name, I'll tell you. Wait, I just remembered it. Friedman's. So good. We absolutely love this restaurant, you guys, so try it if you can, but we went to Friedman's, and we were sitting outside, kind of enjoying the weather, and this man comes up to us, and I think he was homeless, but he was like, do you guys have any dollars or anything? And I was like, of course, like, I have a few dollars, like, let me check, and so it means that he'll both give him a couple of dollars, and he was like, he pointed at my sandwich, because I hadn't finished my sandwich, and I wasn't going to, but he was like, you gonna eat the rest of that? And I was like, you want this? Because I'd already bitten into it. And I'm kind of weird about like, I, I don't know if I'd want to say how much that somebody else had bitten into, but he was like, you going to finish that? And I was like, are you sure you want it? And he was like, shoot, I'm going to chug that down like downtown or chug it down like uptown or something. It was so funny that I was like, you know what, take it. And then he took Cecile's pickle and he was just so nice. And I'm like, there are just so many funny random people in New York City that you kind of never run out of like those weird crazy interactions and it's so entertaining and he was just absolutely hilarious and something else that I love about New York is that people are just constantly like speaking to themselves like just constantly speaking to themselves walking down the street singing there was this one man while means they were also eating at that restaurant that just walked by and he was like strutting like absolutely 
serving like he was walking down a runway and I was like that is what we should all be doing like we should all be acting like we're Naomi Campbell on the Versace runway like it was so amazing and I'm like somebody needs to be filming him so you're kind of never running out of these like funny crazy things and that's also what I love about New York is you know one minute here is a lifetime in any other city so now I'm going to kind of get into what I've been doing at work. So work is literally the most fun thing in the world. I'm working with some of the most talented, creative, inspiring people in the fashion industry. And I'm working for the biggest department store in the world, which still blows my mind. I cannot believe this. And I cannot believe that I show up to work every day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, like, this is such a huge dream. Like not only working for Macy's, but also moving to New York City. So I kind of checked off two of my biggest lifelong goals, which is just surreal to me. I'm like, what now? Like, what do I do now? Like, how does that even happen? Like two of my biggest dreams just kind of knocked off in a week. And it's just been the most incredible experience. My first day was so much fun. I actually sat down next to this girl who was just amazing and we we instantly clicked we had so much in common and we talked forever and then I ate lunch with her and like 10 other girls also in the internship and these are just some of the most incredible people like you know it's almost like being in an office with people that think and act and dress like you obviously there's so many differences but it's just oh my gosh, like, I'm like, is this what it's like working in the fashion industry? And I've even had one of my friends tell me she's on like the more digital side. So she's doing like digital merch for her internship at Macy's. And she was telling me, she was like, you know, it's always kind of been my thing to like work in tech because I am digital. And, you know, obviously I'm starting in a fashion company for my internship, but I didn't see myself doing this necessarily long-term this is just such an amazing company. And obviously I wanted to work here more so for the experience, but she was like, you know, after being here, like, I think I might be here. Like, this is so fun. Like, I love the clothes. I love the creativity in the office. When I'm literally walking to the bathroom, I see some of the most amazing outfits I've ever seen in my life. And I love the appreciation for it too. Like when I'm walking to my desk and someone's like, oh my gosh, your pants are amazing. And I'm like, oh, thank you. And then I tell them where they're from. And let me start talking. And I love that. I love the camaraderie. I love the creativity and the fact that we're all in love with fashion, but we're also all very analytical and business oriented. Like that is just, it really just is a dream come true. Macy's is one of the most incredible companies and the work culture is just unlike anything I've ever heard of or I've ever seen. And it really is just the most inspiring thing to be in that office every day and to be learning so quickly and so rapidly from some of the most amazing people in this industry like I have so much to learn and I'm kind of trying to act as a sponge and pick up things everywhere that I can and not only from obviously my boss and everyone in the office it's you know been there but also the interns I feel like something that I've learned in New York is every single person you meet is kind of a gate and I don't mean that in a way that every single person you meet can take you somewhere not in a a way of like networking or you're using people to get you things. But I mean that every person you meet can teach you something that you didn't know and that you had, you had no ability to know before you met them. And that's kind of what I've learned here is that 
every single person that I've met here knows something that I don't know. And I know something they don't know. And we can kind of learn from each other. And I've learned so much this week. Like, honestly, my brain is swelling and it's, it's not even just professionally. I mean, I'm a buying intern. If anyone was curious what I'm doing at Macy's and buying is kind of in the merchandising sector. So buyers are the people that kind of decide what goes in the stores. So when you're walking into a store like Bloomingdale's or you're walking into a store like Saks, just to name a few other department stores besides Macy's, there are assortments. There are racks of clothes, obviously. And if you've ever wondered where those come from, those come from buyers. And they're quite literally buyers for everything. And I mean, everything from towels to shoes to kitchenware. There are buyers for everything. This is such a huge part of our industry. So it really is such a huge job. And I'm just absolutely loving it. I love it because it does have its the creative aspects, but it also is a lot of data analysis and analyzing, which is surprisingly very fun for me. And it's I love Macy's because not only am I learning about buying, but I'm also learning about every other, you know, sector in the industry. You know, we have these meetings where we learn about things like planning and product development and marketing and business, all of that. And it's just, that's why I'm just absolutely blown away by this internship because I'm not only getting specialized at one thing, but Macy's is kind of trying to make us well-rounded so that when I leave the industry, well, not when I leave, when I enter the industry, I will kind of know what every team does. Because what I love about fashion is that, that it's not just one job. Your one job is connected to this huge group and you all communicate with each other to kind of get the product out in you know, working in a corporate office has been so interesting because corporate culture is kind of not something that I'm used to. Obviously, I've worked a nine to five before, but I've never been in a setting like this where everybody's just, you know, we're all working so hard and you like run to lunch and you run back and then you have a meeting and you have all these meetings with people all day long. And it's just, oh my gosh, like it's very, very, very fun, but it's also just like, you're constantly engaged, which is also surprisingly, I love this. I love constantly having something to do, having something to learn because in my mind can't be idle at work. That's kind of when I start to get bored and I'm loving this internship because I'm just so busy constantly and constantly learning. I have this notebook that I brought with me to New York City and it's kind of like my journal of my summer in New York. And I have like already like 16 pages of notes that I've written down from things that I've learned from my manager, who is just, by the way, my biggest inspiration. Like she is so cool and she is teaching me so much. It's literally been four days and I feel like I've learned more than I ever have in my entire life from her. Like she is an icon, but notes from my manager and also notes from our guest speakers that we've had and just random definitions that I learned across the way or directions and it really and I know it's going to be so fun to look back at that journal and those notes and kind of see like my growth and my transition from you know a New York newbie to kind of a local not that I'll be a local in eight weeks but you know we'll see but and I also love getting dressed for work every day and kind of getting to experiment with 
my clothes and my outfits. And I've been posting like OOTDs on TikTok, which I'll share my TikTok so you guys can go see. But it's just kind of motivating. I'm like, when you work for a fashion office, you want to be dressed the best that you can. And it's so much fun. Like I'm obsessed, like getting dressed every morning and having that creative aspect and being like, what, what can I wear today that's going to give me the power to get through this day and like feel my best and feel my most confident when I'm in interviews, when I'm talking to people. And it kind of has been such a huge reminder of why I wanted to work in the fashion industry in the first place is because I believe in clothes. I believe in the power of clothes. And I think that clothing is so powerful and it has the power to change your entire persona and boost your confidence and make you feel so good about yourself and make you show up as the person that you want to be and not necessarily the person that you feel you are. And fashion really is an armor. And that's been such a huge reminder these past couple of weeks. So I'm just falling in love with fashion all over again. And I'm falling in love with my job and I'm absolutely falling in love with New York City. And there's so much to come. And I know that if my life looks like for the next seven weeks, what it's looked like for this week, I will be over the moon because this has just been the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. And I'm so looking forward to learning and growing. And I'm so looking forward to seeing who I am at the end of these eight weeks and how far I've come in the fashion industry and meeting more people. I've already met so many amazing friends and I think we're going to get together this weekend. And I look forward to all the other people that I'm going to meet and learn from. And I really am just so grateful for this opportunity. And I'm so grateful for everything that I've learned along the way and what I will learn. And I hope everyone is just having the most amazing summer. I have a really good feeling about summer 2022, you guys. So I know that everybody's summer is going to be just as fun as mine is. No matter where you are, you can always make things more fun and more bearable. You know, I'm living in New York City alone and I'm trying to find the positivity in it. Obviously, I'm in the greatest city in the world, but there are transitions that come from moving to a place that you don't really know anyone. But things are looking up, you guys, and I cannot wait to tell you a little bit more about New York. So on the topic of living in New York alone, I'm not living completely alone. I do have a roommate, but so I get a little bit of social interaction every day, thank God. But you know, it's been an experience. It's kind of my first insight into being completely independent for the first time and, you know, living and working by myself and kind of coming to a city where I literally know no one. And I'm coming from one of those opposite places in the world that you could be from New York, which is none other than Sweet Home Alabama. And I love Alabama. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not an Alabama hater. I know a lot of people are, but you know, you got to embrace your roots. And I truly do. I truly believe that Alabama is such a unique place. And, you know, the comments I've got, y'all, the comments I've gotten about being from Alabama is just so funny because I'll talk. And then at some point in the conversation, whoever I'm talking to is like, oh, like, where are you from? Because, you know, I guess I like my accent. And then I'm like, oh, I'm from Alabama. And they're like, yeah, I can kind of tell because you have an accent. And I'm like, what? Like the first time I heard it, I was like, oh my God, like, do I sound like a hick? Like I probably sound like country came to town. So I was a little bit worried at first, but you know what? Embrace it. Like I'm, I'm from the South and there aren't that many people from Alabama. I haven't actually met anyone from my internship that is from Alabama. So, you know, I might be one of one in that regard, but 
it is funny. So like when I first heard that I had an accent, I was like, oh, this can't be real. Like last time I came to New York, like nobody said anything. So I was like, oh, like I'm sneaking in. Like everybody thinks I'm from a city because you have your, like I've met a lot of people from like California and Ohio and Florida and places like that. So like they all kind of sound the same to me. Like I can't really pick up on their accent. So I kind of assumed like nobody would pick up on mine, but I guess from being from the South is different. Like you just kind of sound you have a little twang in your voice. And I remember asking somebody, I was like, how can you tell? Like, what gives it away? And someone said that it was the y'all. And funny story. So this lady called me the other day and it was like seven. So I'd gotten home from work and I get this call and it's like um, this lady from this leasing office. And I guess it was some apartment that I responded to a few weeks ago, but I never heard back from them. And obviously I have somewhere to live now. So it doesn't really matter but she was like are you still looking for a place and I was like no like sadly I'm not I already found somewhere and then she was like oh my gosh your accent she was British so just for a little context she's saying all this in a British accent she's like oh my gosh your accent like I'm obsessed and she was like oh you just sound it's like music to my ears like you just sound so elegant and she was like talking about how southern accents for her are kind of like what British accents are for American people like it literally just sounds like an absolute dream and I was like, oh, my gosh, are you serious? Like, you actually like it? Like, I was like, oh, I'm so, I was so worried that I kind of sound like a hick. And she was like, oh, no, like, I love it. Like, I could listen to you talk all day. And I'm like, girl, I could listen to you talk all day. Like, that's my dream. Like, I love British accents. And it was just so funny talking to her. And she was kind of telling me about why she loves New York City. Because I was like, oh, you're from London. Like, I'm dying to go. I'd love to live there. And she was like, you know, I actually prefer New York. And I was like, really? And she was just kind of telling me about this energy here and the spirit here that she loves so much and it's just like things like that that happen in New York like she just was telling me about why she loves it I'm like that's why I love it and it's just crazy that we all ended up in this place kind of searching for the same thing and I was kind of telling her you know there's no dream that's too big here there's hope here and everybody's searching for something everybody's trying to be something more and it was just kind of this like surreal moment where everything clicked like just on the phone with her and I'm like New York people are really nice like that was such a good conversation. And her, I think her name was Samia. She was so nice. And I loved talking to her and like New York people are unlike any other. And it just was kind of this reminder of why I'm here, why I'm in New York City. You know, this dream I've had forever came to fruition and I'm here. And I remember telling people last year, like, I'm going to be in New York City for an internship next summer. Like, I'm going to be in New York City for an internship, blah, blah, blah. I would tell everybody and then be like, oh, like, where are you working? And then I, I would say, oh, I'm working at somewhere I just don't know yet and they would laugh and they would be like oh okay like they're probably like, oh this girl's like needs medication like she's absolutely insane but look you guys I did it I'm here and I'm working for one of the biggest companies in the world let's say it again in case anybody missed it the first 10 times I said it but I did it always believe in yourself is what I have to say I think confidence and belief in yourself is one of the strongest qualities that you can have and that's literally the reason I'm here obviously you know it takes a village to get to New York my parents, my family, my friends, my grandparents, all these people that have helped me get here, whether it be like a positive message from someone. I've gotten so many messages like wishing me luck on my first day and being so kind and like rooting me on. There's just so many things that had to happen. There are people that believe in me out there and there are people that believe in you too. And it's, I'm not on my own in any way. You know, there's so many people rooting for me and hopeful for me. And that just makes me so happy and it makes me want to work harder. And something that I'm trying to realize and kind of understand is that 
maybe I don't need to work super hard or as hard as I have been working. Like I, I really have been working insanely hard because yes, I'm working at Macy's from nine to five, but, and usually it's like, it's more like eight to six, but I also have a part-time job. I'm a stylist for an online subscription service, like a clothing subscription service. So I am working like 20 hours a week, not 20 hours a week, girl, I wish I'm working 60 hours a week, which is a little bit crazy and it's a little bit hectic and it's kind of stressful, but you know, I'm working hard and I'm trying to be all these things and I'm trying to do everything. And sometimes it's like, I have to tell myself like, girl, like you have to be a little bit more compassionate. You have to be a little bit more okay with things going just how they're going. Like you don't have to literally work yourself into exhaustion to be worthy of like great things or to be worthy of success. And, you know, one of my favorite songs came on on the subway the other day, like on my phone, like I have a radio on Apple music and it was Vienna, which is by Billy Joel. And he kind of talks about how you can't be everything you want to be before your time. And that's something that's kind of really stuck for me because I'm right now I'm trying to be everything I want to be before my time. And maybe it's not my time, but maybe I don't have to be this amazing, like crazy, like works all the time, has the, the most crazy success because maybe that's just not possible right now. And maybe I'm just supposed to be 20 years old in New York city and learning and starting my career. And maybe that's enough. Maybe what I'm doing is enough. And I'm trying to give myself time to like relax. Like what a concept. If you'd have told me like five years ago that, you know, I had to tell myself to relax, I would have laughed in your face because that was something that just, I thought came so natural to me because I feel like my entire life I've kind of thought I was lazy and I'm kind of starting to realize maybe I'm not lazy. Maybe I just hold myself to a very high standard. So like being a normal person is like lazy to me. But it's just like I have to give myself a reality check. And in, in the song by Billy Joy, like, Vienna waits for you. You know, slow down. There's so much to do and only so many hours in the day. Um, and I'm trying to slow down. I'm trying to enjoy this phase of life that I'm in and what a gift this phase of life is and the amazing people that I'm meeting and the amazing things I'm seeing and the inspiration I'm getting every single day and what I'm learning every single day, not just professionally, but about myself. And I encourage all of you like to be compassionate. And if you're working at an internship this summer and you have imposter syndrome where you feel like, oh, maybe I'm not like smart enough for this. Maybe I can't learn this. Maybe I can't do this. Yes, you can. You can do anything. First off, you can learn anything and you are deserving of this. Like there's so much work that goes into getting an internship or even just getting into college, you guys, getting a job, period. No matter what you're doing, you know, if you're working at a restaurant this summer, if you're a babysitter, be the best waitress, be the best waiter that that restaurant's ever seen, be the best hostess that restaurant's ever seen, you know, make those kids that you're babysitting fall in love with you. Like give them the best summer of their lives. You know, they talked about in one of our meetings this week, we had a guest speaker and he was like, you know, show up fully as you to your job. Give something that isn't there. Like that's the whole reason that you're here is to give something that's not there. And that thing is yourself. And I encourage every, that's a little bit of encouragement. I feel like everybody needs, especially in this crazy busy time of working and going to work, like show up as yourself and give everything you've got into that and be compassionate like girl like sometimes you're going to need to move a shift around maybe sleep in or sometimes you're going to need to schedule a shift later in the week 
because you just want to come home from work and go to sleep. And sometimes you need to scroll on TikTok and sometimes you need to take a break and read a book or just watch a Netflix show and not be productive. Like you don't have to be cleaning or doing something at all hours of the day. Like you can relax. And that's something that I'm trying to learn. And if anyone else needs that lesson too, like we're in this together, I promise. But you know, life is crazy, you guys. And it's crazy, but it's beautiful. And there's so much happening right now. And the most amazing things are happening right now. And I'm just kind of trying to soak it all in and remember how young I am, how lucky I am, how blessed I am to be in the greatest city in the world. And it's kind of what this episode was all about is being in the greatest city in the world. And I wanted to be a part of it. And I am. And you know what they say, if you make it here, you'll make it anywhere. And I'm trying my hardest to make it. And wherever you are, I wish you the best of luck this summer, whether it be on your job or if you're just sitting on the couch, like go girl, like you be the best couch sitter that the world has ever seen. Like I believe in you and I can't wait to hear about what your guys' summer are like. So if you are doing an internship, if you're doing anything exciting, even if you aren't doing anything exciting, like message the candid Instagram, which is candid X AMDA. I'd love to hear all about it. And I just want to thank you guys for listening. I know it can get boring just listening to me ramble for days and days, but I really appreciate you being here. And I'm so excited to what this about what is to come this summer. And I might have a guest next week. We'll see. It'll be a little surprise. But thank you again for listening. And I can't wait to see y'all next week for another episode. So have a great day. Enjoy your weekend. And I love you all. Bye.